Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. I am Andy Last, and this is Beyond Synth. <laughs> this is episode uh, 100, 217. And on the show today, I will be chatting with Glenn Main. And we will also be listening to a bunch of cool tracks, just like every week. I've also got some updates for you, if you like updates. I know I hinted that there's going to be some changes to the show. You're going to hear about one of those coming up very soon. I'm still in the processes of planning things. Some of this stuff requires equipment. Some of this stuff just requires some thought. But in case you are concerned, the the home base, you know, the mothership, the Beyond Synth podcast will be relatively the same. It's just some of the other things that are going to change. But the plan is that it will result in more content for you people who enjoy listening to Beyond Synth. So that's the bottom line. There might be changes, but they should all be good. So look, let's get the show started and listen to some music. Uh, this is a track from Video Kids, and it's a fun one. This is Take It Out On You.
And that was Take It Out On You by Video Kids. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, we've got some new patrons this week. We got Newmark, who is uh, a member of the Beast with the triple six. Uh, thanks for supporting the show, Newmark. You're a cool guy. And then there's John Walco. Is that how you say your name? Is it Walco or Walcow? W-A-L-K-O-W. John Walco? I want to say Walco, but maybe it's Walcow. Maybe it's Walcow. Do you mind if I call you John Walcow? <laughs> I would mind <laughs> if I were you. Uh, anyway, he's uh, also become a Patreon supporter, so thanks for supporting the show, dude. And Alex Seligson has upgraded his support. <laughs> He is now in the 1999 Club for three easy payments of 19.99. You get the beard trimmer and all of the accessories. So what's been going on since last week? I was the uh, guest on Night Ride FM, and uh, I was just sort of a silly goof on there. But uh, that was fun. We talked about Cybertruck. I know Cybertruck was uh, in the news last week. Then a few people sent me that video of Cybertruck inside Goldeneye, which was funny. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Since I don't care about cars... Like, I've never been a car guy, so to me, what they look like doesn't matter to me, so I think Cybercar looks cool. Because at the end of the day, when you spend time in a car, you spend most of it inside the car. So, like, who cares what it looks like? I mean, I know most people care what they look like, and I'm <laughs> probably in the minority here. And I did watch a video that explained, or at least offered an explanation as to what happened when they did the bulletproof windows test, but the windows cracked, which was interesting, because I, I guess that even though they're using this sort of powerful glass, it still gets some structural integrity from when the window is closed. So when the window is rolled all the way up, um, it will have more strength. I believe this was explained scientifically, but I can't relay you that information because my <laughs> my brain doesn't work that way. But apparently, since they did the test of like, let's smash the sides of the car first, and then they did the window test, the windows themselves, I guess, weren't rolled completely all the way up. Up, and so that actually diminished their structural integrity, or so the explanation goes. And I guess this this dude was saying that had they done the test in reverse, had they tried to throw the rocks at the windows first and then do the doors, it might have been a different outcome. Because they've got footage, behind-the-scenes footage, of them chucking rocks at Cybercar backstage, but then the second they bring it out on stage, the rocks uh, crack the windows. Now, another way to look at it is, uh, why do you need fucking bulletproof windows? <laughs> So, I mean, there's that. Like, I love when people add frills to something and then one of the frills doesn't work and then people complain. You know, it's like you say, hey, I'm going to go out and get some cake. And people are like, okay. And then you get home and you've brought cake, but you've also brought like donuts and cookies. And then everyone's like, oh, wow, like that's a lot of extra stuff. And people were just ready for cake. And then all of a sudden someone grabs one of the donuts and they're kind of stale and then they get mad at you because the donuts are stale. And you're like, well, I didn't even need to fucking get donuts. Like, you guys were happy with the fact that I just was going to bring cake home, and now there's donuts, but since the donuts aren't good enough, all of a sudden it's a problem? And for the rest of the day, it's going to be like, oh, those fucking stale donuts? And, like, there didn't even... There was a universe where we didn't even buy donuts. So what I'm saying is the cybercar is a donut, is what... <laughs> anyway, let's listen to another track. Uh, this is one from Mr. Creep. 
And it is, of course, brought to you by my awesome patrons. Well, there's Robert D. Bishop and Chris Dance, the kings of the Pattersons in the 88 Club. And then there's Six Mill with the 8484 and Mike Shima with the 82. You guys are amazing. Uh, This track is by Mr. Creep. It is called Fly Into the Line.
And that was Fly Into the Line by Mr. Creep. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Jacob Wick with the 4488 and City Hunter with the 42. And Jacob Wick with the 4488 and City Hunter with the 42. Just seeing if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> that was not a glitch. And of course, uh, in the 2666 Club, there's Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. Now, have they improved Bluetooth technology? Because I'm still sort of fed up that you can't have a Bluetooth multi-speaker system in your house. And sometimes I'm a little confused because the way the technology has been up till this point is you can only send a Bluetooth signal to like one source, which is why Bluetooth speakers are always like one thing, right? It's never like a pair of stereo speakers. Now, I did see a pair of stereo speakers, but it was unclear as to whether they were wired. You know, like the Bluetooth sends a signal to the one speaker, but then the two speakers themselves are actually connected by a wire. I know there's Wi-Fi speaker systems, but I still can't quite figure it out because I mean like Sonos seems to be where you can put a, a bunch of speakers in your house. But my understanding is they're actually connected to each other with the Wi-Fi. So it's like your Bluetooth sends the single Bluetooth signal to one of the Sonos things, and then the rest of them are communicating with that Sonos thing through the app. They're also too expensive because I... <laughs> What I because what I always wanted because you know when you go online and you can get like Bluetooth speakers for like twenty bucks and I've always just wanted to buy a whole bunch of cheap Bluetooth speakers and just put them everywhere so there's always music going like that's that's the dream but the problem is the way Bluetooth actually works and I don't know I complain about this uh, every so often so I don't know like uh, we're we're nearing the end of 2018 is there a solution to my problem that doesn't cost like thousands of dollars because I don't need to remind you I. <laughs> I don't have that money is what I'm trying to say. I just... (laughs) But it was Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So that was fun. Did you guys waste time on websites just scrolling through things? Although I am technically recording this on Cyber Monday. So who knows? Maybe there's some amazing deal out there that's just calling out to me. All I find is whenever cyber deals happen, like Black Friday or Cyber Monday, I just go to Amazon and I just scroll through for hours and then buy nothing. And then the deals I end up watching are like, oh, there's a knife set or there's a fucking pillow sham set or something. You know what I mean? Like it's never something cool. Anyway. This is dumb. Let's, uh, look, let's listen to another track. So this is a remix of J.J. Mist. So this is J.J. Mist LDLA, and it is being remixed by Hot Heels, and it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Techno Ben, Neptune 90, Restless Nights, and Honeybeard. And this is J.J. Mist LDLA, the Hot Heels. Heels Remix.
that was LDLA, the Hot Heels remix of the JJ Mist track. Brought to you, of course, by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Emilio Estevez, and Pattern Shift. Oh, and by the way, Pattern Shift is also a... uh, He also writes sci-fi stuff. And you can check out... He's got a book on uh, Amazon you can pick up. I think the Kindle. It's 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 an ebook, right? It's an ebook. <laughs> anyway, go check out uh, Pattern Shift on uh, Twitter and follow the links because he's got a book. If you like reading sci-fi on Kindles, Kindle Fire. I wonder if there's any deals on Kindle Fire on this Cyber Monday. So I watched The Irishman on the weekend. It's three and a half hours long. I know a lot of people are talking about it. Here's my no spoiler review. Uh, I thought it was good. The de-aging didn't bother me, but what I found distracting wasn't so much the faces. Because I think the most distracting thing about Robert De Niro in this film, it's not the de-aging, it's that they've given him these blue contact lenses. And I just find that anytime you give people blue contact lenses who don't naturally have blue eyes, it uh, never looks right. And so when he's de-aged, it sort of draws more attention to the eyes, and I think that's the issue. But the main issue isn't the faces, it's that they still carry themselves like old people. So the whole time I was watching The Irishman, I had difficulty establishing how old people were supposed to be. Like, I understood that they were younger. Like, in those scenes with Robert De Niro, like, I get that he's younger in those scenes. But since his voice still sounds older, and his posture is that of an older man, to me, he read like he was like 45, 50, even in those scenes where he's supposed to be young. Now, I I looked it up online. I think he's supposed to be 39, so it's not too bad. I mean, he did look younger, but since he was walking around like an old man, since they all were, and even like uh, Al Pacino as well, like in those scenes where he's in his pajamas, he's got like old man body. You know how old men sort of like their shoulders become more prominent because their heads kind of like hunch a bit? And then they've got the bellies. It's just, it's weird. It's like, it's a body language thing. It's actually really fascinating. So I thought it worked fine. I just thought it was a little confusing because it still felt like old people playing young people. And uh, a lot of people point to a specific scene when Robert De Niro beats up a guy in front of a deli and it just feels weird. Like, it's it's like there's, there isn't a lot of energy. You know, like when you watch an older sort of like, or even older Martin Scorsese film, like the violence is very visceral. Like when people are like punching and throwing people people around and stuff it's very raw and real and also because it is right in this one it sort of looked like he was putting very little energy into the fight but the dude was getting like totally beat up over it but anyway so that's my review it's a good movie uh it's poignant it definitely has a different point of view on the gangster films this is not a glorification of gangster life it's i guess the point of the story is more like by taking part in this sort of lifestyle he missed out on you know having people that actually care about him and, you know, family and stuff like that. So it's definitely kind of, I don't want to say it's a downer, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it was good. It was good. That's my review. Okay. So now let's listen to some more music. This is a track. I'm probably going to butcher this guy's name. Romeo Mitrota, M-I-T-R-O-T-T-A. 
Mitrota, Romeo, Mitrota. Uh, and this track is called Vision. It is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Kempson, Martin Larby, and Gregorio Franco. Oh, and we, you should go and buy Gregorio's music. Well, I'll tell you about it after the track, okay? But um, he's got his whole discography out there for $10, $10.50 right now uh, in support of... Well, hold on. I'll just let's play a song and then we'll talk about it. Okay, so this is Romeo Mitrota with the track Vision.
And that was Vision by Romeo Mitrota, or Mitrota, uh, is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Blake Peterson, and then there's Ashley Keegan with the 2049, Alex Seligson in the 1999 Club, because that's a new club now. And then there's uh, Rachel Buchman with the 1985, and Morat with the 1984. And we are back. So, like I was saying before, go and grab the music of Gregorio Franco. He's got his whole discography up there for ten fifty. That's a lot of discography. Gregorio is a wicked artist, and he's always been a great uh, supporter of Beyond Synth, and he still is. So, I guess what happened was his girlfriend's car just got fucking jacked, like right outside her place or something. Some dude just stole it, and there was shit inside and stuff. So, pick up Gregorio's albums because that's going to go towards uh, helping her out with this uh, frustrating incident because that fucking sucks like i like i said before like i'm not a car guy so you know the most valuable item i own is you know my computer and just and even then that's like you know the fraction of a cost of a car right and i just can't imagine like just one day just walking into my office my office (laughs) and and it's just gone like that would really fuck up everything well, like, what happens to people when you, like, rely on your vehicle to fucking get to work and shit, and then all of a sudden just one day it's just like, oh, no more car. Oh, by the way, uh, you just lost fucking however much cars cost. They got... <laughs> well, there's a lot, right? I mean, like, they're at least, what? I don't buy cars. I Like, I honestly don't... 30000 40000 That's a shit ton of money. I've never had that much money in my life. Maybe cumulatively, but, like, not... <laughs> at one time. So man, like what the fuck do you do? And it's just like, okay, well that's the thing that brings me to the place where I make the money so now what? Right? Like all just the fucking inconveniences and fucking thieves. Um, Anyway, so the bottom line go and check out the music of Gregorio Franco. He makes awesome tunes. He just put out a Final Fantasy cover album. He did a GoldenEye one I really liked and he also just had another album that he just released uh, a few weeks ago or was it last month or whatever but uh, anyway, look. He's a talented guy. Go support him. 1050, that's pretty reasonable, and it's going towards a good cause. So, that's my mission for all of you. Go do that. And in the meantime, you and I, I'm going to speak to you guys now as if I'm just in communication with each of you individually. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. You're a real good person, and I appreciate you listening to the show. And now I would like you to listen to this track by Station A3. It's off the album Minimal Human, and it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Hampus ML and Ken Giroux and Chatterack. And then there's Mads Baron Christensen, Prophet of Jupiter, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And this is Station A3 with Coconut Grove.
And that was Coconut Grove by Station A3 off the album Minimal Human. And that was brought to you by my awesome patrons. In the $10 Club, there's Watch Clark, Neverman, Joshua Winter, Pump Action, Foreskin, Thundercats Ho, Dalton Bell, Cat Temper, Albion Algorithm, and Retro Serenade. And we are back here on Beyond Synth. Uh, We will be chatting with... Glenn Main in just a bit. We'll probably listen to another track. I do want you to know that I've been posting a few more videos on the YouTube channel. I've actually felt really... The last two weeks, I've actually had this weird sense of accomplishment that I don't feel too often because I'm getting to those fucking videos I've been bitching about for years. And part of the changes to Beyond Synth, which I will outline more specifically in the coming weeks, involve what I'm going to be doing in the future when it comes to video content. So one of the main things just for me personally is I haven't done a like a purely creative video in a, in a while. And that is where my passion is. And so I do want to do more of that next year. That's the plan. I mean, I enjoy doing Real Beyond Synth and the Beyond Synth video content, but I've been putting, in my opinion, more work into that project than I am getting out of it creatively, like that creative satisfaction. Next year, I'm going to be putting a lot more focus on shorter video content instead of trying to make these, you know, half hour, one hour fucking Beyond Synth episodes. So you're still going to get all the same types of content. Like if you go to the YouTube channel now, you can see sort of the direction I'm going in. Originally, that Jesse Fry interview was going to be placed into an episode of Real Beyond Synth, and I've decided, why don't I just post the video as is? It's just, this is a Jesse Fry interview. And there's going to be way more of those coming in the future, because a lot of it was getting held up because I was going to try and attach it to episodes of the Real Beyond Synth, and so in order to do that, I had to make an episode of Real Beyond Synth and then, you know, set up the clip and do all this stuff. So next year, the focus is going to be on just, you know, if somebody comes to Toronto and I film a little 10 minute interview with them, I'll just release the 10 minute interview. Like I'm not going to fucking release it to any crazy fanfare. I'm not going to attach it to a one hour video. I'm just going to release it so you guys can see it. I'm also getting around to releasing all of the gameplay videos I filmed with Jake Freeman, which we filmed when he was here filming the Protector 101 episode of Real Beyond Synth. That's like in 2017. We played Robocop games and that was supposed to be a segment in the show. And now I've decided, well, Instead of making it a one-hour video about me playing Robocop with Jake, I'll just break it up. And so there'll be a video of us playing, you know, the Nintendo game, and then the sequel, and then the Sega game, and stuff like that. And that's the focus for next year, which should allow me a bit more time to do some creative projects I've had on the back burner, like some music video concepts and short films and things like that. So that's part of some of the changes that are happening next year. And uh, I hope you guys dig them because it should just mean more content which is is obviously the goal and on that note let's listen to one more track and then we will go chat with glenn main so this is from hideotronic from the album a database or database and it's brought to you by my awesome uh, patrons in the $10 Club. There's Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, Andrew Benson, Sarah Buchelman, The Patch Bay, Renton Brax, Playmaker Media, Barry007, and fucking Slunks. And this is Shadows by Hideotronic.
That was Hideotronic. Is it Hideo or Hideo? H-I-D-E-O-Tronic. Because it's Hideo Kojima, right? Or do people say Hideo Kojima? It's Hideo, isn't it? Hideo Kojima? So I'm going to assume this is Hideotronic? Anyway, it's Hideotronic with the track Shadows. If I'm wrong, let me know. I love being corrected. That's from the album Database, and it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, Colin Bennett, Joe Ozone, Will Lowe, and Polly Digital. And uh, thank you all for listening to the show. If you want to support Beyond Synth like these awesome people, you can go to patreon.com slash beyond synth or beyond synth and click on the donate button. Before we go to Glen Main, I just want to remind you people, or tell you people actually, uh, that there's two things happening if you're in the Toronto area where I am. Uh, this week on Wednesday, Radio Wolf is doing his DJ set, and I think Nina's visiting? I guess she's just visiting. And I think she's going to be there and maybe do a little DJ set of her own. And that's at uh, Dundas Video. It's a small little place, so if you want to, you know, meet some people from the scene, there's going to be a few uh, out there, and uh, it's just a little tiny place that doesn't usually get that busy, so... 
it's a cool opportunity to hang out because it's uh, it's not like a crowded place or anything. I mean, what I'm basically trying to say is the polite version of there's going to be like three of us there. All right. So. <laughs> so come out. It'll be a nice, relaxed uh, thing. And then on Saturday, I think Parallels and Nina are doing a DJ set at Handlebar. Um, that place gets a little bit busier on a Saturday, but that still should be a thing you should go to. I will be attending both. To, I mean... Unless the fucking snow gets really shitty because it snowed and the weather's gotten really bad. So if that is a problem, we shall see. But um, it shouldn't be. So come out to those things. That should be fun. And now let us go chat with Glenn Main. All right. Well, I'm here right now with Mr. Glenn Main. How's it going, man? Uh, great, man. Living a good day? Oh, yeah. Still raining, but it's it's a good day even. <laughs> so, uh, so you're in Norway, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. In a cold country. <laughs> so, is that where you are uh, from? Yeah, I'm from Norway. Every time I see uh, posts of yours on like uh, Facebook and stuff, you seem to be all over the place. Yeah, I travel a lot. I go to warmer countries whenever I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's get started here because I know I um, included one of your albums in the uh, Beyond Synth yeah. curated bundle oh, yeah. and uh, you've been sending me tracks for a while but I don't really know too much about Glenn Main. I don't think we've ever really like had a conversation like this so why don't you explain who Glenn Main is? Glenn Main is a uh... <laughs> 50 years old guy from Norway making synth music and I've been doing this for uh, since I was like uh, 15 years old so it's been a while yeah it's uh, you know I play um, every weekend and some weekdays as well uh, at those uh, party piano bar stuff and now I get to mix some uh, synth music into them as well so I play a lot of Depeche Mode and all that 80s kind of stuff because people love that nowadays so why did you start getting into music in the first place well that was actually uh, an accident <laughs> because at the age of five i uh, i cut my arm off actually and uh, and the doctor said to me that you had to practice the piano for like two uh, two hours a day to get your feelings back in the fingers wait hold, hold, so, hold, hold, hold on <laughs> sorry <laughs> this, this, yeah. this might be an error in translation what do you <laughs> what yeah you mean you cut your arm off? My arm fell off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was I crashed into a, a door with a window inside, and uh, my arm was uh, still in the window while I was falling. So uh, the doctors had to put it back on. And uh, what the fuck? Know, yeah, it's crazy, man. And and uh, that that's like uh, forty five years ago. And at that time, it was not normal to put on, you know, legs and ears and noses and stuff. But uh, it was my really, really lucky day because uh, just that day there was a Swedish uh, doctor was on like on a tour in Europe to tell all the other doctors that it's possible to get arms and feet and toes and fingers back on track again. So, you know, when I had the accident, he had this uh, event at the hospital nearby where I lived. So they used me as their project. Okay, so you fell out a window, but your arm was still... I'm trying to figure out the nature of this accident. So you (laughs) fell, and so your arm got ripped off? Yeah, really, because, you know, all the glass and the splinters, they just cut my arm. Jesus Christ! So, yeah, that was... uh, I cut off the bones and the <gasps> main, yeah, everything, you know, it's really splattered. <laughs> so you were just really super lucky and this doctor just happened to be there. Yeah, that was like one in a million uh, thing. 
So if it had happened the day before or the day after, my arm would be like uh, off. <laughs> and I would suddenly not play music, I guess. So then part of your rehab was if you like played a piano, that would be a way of sort of getting senses yeah. back in your fingers. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And actually, I started to play, uh, you know, my grand grandfather had this organ, um, uh, electric organ, and, and, and I loved to play that organ. And uh, I played it for hours and hours. And uh, after this accident, I could say to my mom that, uh, you know what the doctor said? Two hours a day. <laughs> she was really, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Man, that is, uh, that's intense. So so today, like, do you have like a crazy scar, like on your arm? or? Yeah, it goes around uh, the arm, yeah. I can say you a crazy picture on Facebook and you can see it. <laughs> wow, that is intense. Yeah. Like, did you pass out? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, so if your arm comes off, like, that must be a pretty shocking moment. So, like, yeah, do you just really fall asleep and sort of wake up in the hospital? Like, No, the thing was, uh, I was actually so scared of dying. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't dare to close my eyes a second. So they had to actually put me to sleep when they had to do the operation when we got to the hospital. So I was wide awake the whole time. Screaming, of course, but uh, wide awake. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my mother actually saved me because she had some experience with the first aid and stuff so she knew just exactly what to do to to bend the arm and not to tight and to to loosen it up sometimes so the blood gets uh, yeah you know so she actually saved it wow so you're very lucky yeah to have all these people around who know what's oh, going yeah. on <laughs> that's why i'm always smiling you know <laughs> appreciate life and my arm of course yeah 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 <laughs> And so now, like, with, with all these years of uh, playing and stuff like that, I mean, like, does that hand work fully functioning or is it, like, slightly slower or did you get full, you know? No, it's fully recovered, actually. It's, uh, my thumb is actually a bit, uh, I can't bend my thumb as much as the other one, but that doesn't really matter because I can grab things and I can hold things and I can do pretty much everything with a hand. So that's my uh, career, is th- that's where my music career started, in a broken window, actually. <laughs> Man. Yeah, you know, I was going upstairs to have dinner and I was so excited because we're going to have pancakes. You know how five years old kids loves pancakes. Mm. And I was running up the stairs and I tumbled to the top stair and I fell into the door that had a window inside. So bang, there I was. Whoa. Yeah. And you know, when you're falling, your you're, you're reflex is to catch, you know. Mm-hmm. So I tried to catch, but uh, only with one arm, actually. So... The other one, I was stuck in the window. Man, so that was uh, intense. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever get those pancakes? Uh, <laughs> I think I got a lot of pancakes after that. <laughs> See, I wonder if that but, would uh, affect me in a way where I wouldn't want to eat pancakes anymore because I would associate it with the incident. <laughs> yeah, or maybe you just would love pancakes because I do. <laughs> <laughs> pancakes and waffles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point because yeah. for me, because I remember I used to like there was a like fruit punch, just the drink. But but then when I was traveling, I had a fruit punch flavored freezy. And then that day I threw up. Oh. And then ever since then, like the taste of fruit punch reminds me of that. Oh. But I mean, it's not quite the same as getting your arm ripped off. Yeah. But, but I know the feeling. I, You know, I, I got drunk on, you know, Baileys. You have Baileys? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. Yeah. You know, and I got drunk on Baileys. And man, every time I saw chocolate in the shop, I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I know the feeling. Yeah. Well, look, let's... Uh, 
start listening to some tunes here. Yeah. So I just picked a random assortment of tracks from uh, across your albums, mm-hmm. and uh, and I want to uh, play this one. This one is from Arctic Treasures. Okay. Cool. And it's called Ice Phone. Yeah, that's uh, almost an iPhone. I was hoping to get sued by Apple, you know, but they didn't sue me. So <laughs> no attention on that one. <laughs>
And that was Ice Phone from the album Arctic Treasures oh, yeah. by Glenn Main. And I'm here with Glenn Main right now, just telling a harrowing story of uh, crazy injuries <laughs> and lucky doctor visits. So we can move on now and hopefully get to sort of nicer things. Yeah, of course. So after that, life was really nice to me, always. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a happy man. <laughs> What I like about your tunes, they sort of remind me, and maybe that's because you've just been making the music for so long, because I actually, like, in the 90s, I would hear, I, I mention this on the show sometimes, but, like, there would be these CDs of, like, you know, the synthesizer greats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, Jean-Michel Jarre and all these other people. Yeah, yeah. And there would be, like, one or two songs mm -hmm. from each of them from different, you know, movie soundtracks or, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And when I listen to your music, it sort of reminds me of those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up with Jean-Michel Char and all that stuff. So uh, it's been a big part of my musical uh, inspiration to hear all those tunes, uh, synth music all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. And I think also, too, like the samples that are used as well. So I don't know, like Arctic Treasures, for example, like when is that from? Uh, Arctic Treasure, I think that's from, uh, well, that's my third album. So it has to be 2000. 2011 because it has that vibe i don't know like just like with the with the synths you choose and stuff it, it sort of has yeah. that that vibe to me i think it's because i mainly use uh, most hardware synths when i record actually i use of course plugins when i i do my all my pre-productions but when it comes to recording i try to use as much hardware as i can and you know i've been collecting synthesizers uh, for many many years so i have a lot of them so uh, i guess it sounds like the 1890s because i use 1890s uh, kind of synthesizers on it so what's the what do you play then like when you're saying when you do these like uh what's what's the word like party piano bars stuff. yeah yeah do you play them as like glenn main or are you a guy who just sort of shows up and just sort of plays music like how does that work yeah it's it's a bit of both actually because uh, sometimes i go and play um, cover songs uh, for a crowd that's uh, going crazy off the 80s stuff and uh, things and i and i play depeche mode and i play lots of things and sometimes i even mix my own songs into my sets and that's uh, actually getting more and more into it now because uh, people are listening more and more to my music you know I, I travel much around in places that I play like a regular thing like one in a month and people come back and they say oh I heard your I heard your music can you play songs from blah 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 you know in the last year I played lots of uh, my songs from the my last album so that's cool when did you start like actually making album because I mean you've been playing music for a long time but when did you start actually just recording music yeah you know my first solo album was in 2008 uh, album called Electronic Secret but you know I've been in the studio and working for a decade before that because I built my, my studio uh, in the 90s 1992 I think I had my first uh, like big studio where I re recorded bands and drums and guitars and everything so I've been producing music uh, all the time and that's I think that's because when you're a keyboard player people comes to you to make arrangements and uh, drum programming and stuff and and so I ended up uh, building my studio but I always wanted to do my own music so you build in the 90s so like what what were you doing in that time between then and like 2008 seems like a crazy amount of time before you like made an album yeah that's true I I was uh, participating on lots of albums I played the synthesizer and I've been touring you know actually I started touring when I was 17 years old because my father actually gave me a choice or gave me a opportunity because he said that the, now you have to choose 
choose between school or music. And uh, telling that to a 17-year-old guy who's really tired of being at school, it's like, oh, heaven, I choose music, of course. So I went touring, actually, from... I was 17, so I've been touring and playing out ever since. So I'm pretty lucky to be making money and uh, being alive and everything. So I'm yeah. really happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a hard world out there, you know, playing music, all the, yeah, all the things that you can bump into. But mm. I've been very lucky. Yeah. And so have you always been like a keyboard player? Yes. I only do keyboards. I try to play guitars, but uh, you know, because of the accent with, with my arm, uh, I have some trouble to to uh, get a grip on the plector and stuff. So I don't feel the strings and everything. So uh, I stick to the keyboards. <laughs> that's safer. <laughs> do you ever play a guitar? Oh yeah, that's my main instrument, man. I love the guitar. I guess that's because I was uh, always wanting to be in the front with a guitar and be the rock star. So now I'm the guitar hero instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let's listen to uh, another track here. Uh, so this, I mean, you just mentioned this album, Electronic Secret. Yeah. And uh, all the tracks are just parts, right? Like, isn't that But they're all like part one, part two? Yeah, that's right. The reason that is because when I first made that album, it was actually just for my own sake. Uh, I didn't ever want, I didn't mean to release it. I just want to record some stuff that I've been thinking about for a long time. So I just uh, called it part one, two, three for and so on so uh, <laughs> the one i really liked uh, was part eight yeah and so we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> listen to that one now this is uh, part eight from electronic secret by glenn main
And that was Glenn Main with the track Part 8 from Electronic Secret, where there are many parts. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's a good one. And I'm here right now with Glenn Main. So now you're talking about uh, touring and, and with different bands. So how many different bands were you a part of during this sort of period of time in your life? Oh, that's a lot. Uh, I've been playing all kinds of music, all from rock and roll to uh, folk music and uh, traditional rock and uh, even some uh, electronic stuff and reggae music and uh, everything. So I've been part of lots of different uh, settings and I've been playing with uh, uh, with lots of famous uh, each an artist touring around as their uh, background uh, keyboard uh, player. Were you involved in like the forming of any groups or were you always like were there people who had bands and they just sort of reached out because you were a keyboard player or Yeah, a bit of both actually. I have a, uh, I formed a band called ARG uh, that, but that's quite recently actually. The ARG band is a kind of Depeche Mode kind of thing. Synth wave uh, band, synth pop music. Normally I've just been called from uh, different bands to play and uh, I just played along. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to talk about ARG, so why because uh, it's it's spelled A-R-G-H Yeah. <laughs> so wh- why is this band called ARG? You know, that's the good old ABBA story, you know the band ABBA from Sweden mm. uh, because uh, A-N-R is the singer, his name is actually Andreas Rönnbeck A-N-R and uh, G-H is actually my name Glenn Henriksen because Henriksen is my family name and the main name is uh, like a middle name I just uh, took because I still think that sounds cooler than Henriksen <laughs> right 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 oh so yeah. so the, the Glenn main is a sort of a pseudonym yeah that's the artist's name, but I used it uh, all the time. Wait a second, though, but when I was listening to some ARG tracks, I thought the singer was female. Yeah, uh, it's my daughter, actually, who sings in the band as well. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So she, she joined the band, like, one year after we, we started it, because she was always in the studio singing background vocals. So she wanted to be a part of it when she saw that we had some gigs and fun on stage. <laughs> yeah, because you posted a video, and it was hilarious, because... Uh, it, it was a video that your your daughter was singing. Yeah, uh, it was a newer one, and she looks a lot like you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't run away from that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no denying that's your daughter because, like, you've no, got sort no. of like long, kind of wavy hair. Yeah, and I think she's got she's got like the same hair and stuff. I mean, like, she's got. The- you know, I mean, she looks like a lady. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I always yeah, feel yeah. weird when you say that to like a dad because then it's like, I'm not <laughs> suggesting that your daughter looks like a man, but or, like... Or the dad looks like a girl. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely course. your daughter. So like, it was a funny video to watch. And it's a, it's a very, very retro VHS kind of video we made. <laughs> so that's fun. So when, when, when did she start getting involved with the... Oh, that's like uh, four years ago. She has always... Actually actually been into my music stuff when I had my release uh, concert in 2008 for the Electronic Secret album she was actually on stage with me the whole time playing keyboards live so that was really cool so you can look it up on YouTube if you search for Glenn Main you can find the like Electronic Secret part uh, blah 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 and you, yeah. <laughs> and you will see her on stage that is really cool so she's been actually a part of it all the time as uh, my son as well he is also a keyboard player and he plays with all the Norwegian famous uh, bands so he tours actually around the world right now with a, with a group called uh, Marcus and Martinus I don't know if you heard about that in <laughs> where you're at but in Europe they are really big it's like uh, just in Beaver Beep 
Bieber, Bieber, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 whatever. I don't, uh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. funny, you know, I don't know if it's me becoming like an old man, but I'm really out of touch with um, a lot of the new music. Yeah, me too, actually. Because pretty much everything I listen to is sort of in and around the synthwave. Yeah, me as well. I only get the updates from my son. He, you know, he sends me snap uh, snapshots and stuff from stages around the world, and he's actually playing for like 30, 40,000 people Jesus. every weekend. Yeah, so that's really, really crazy. And he is going also to be a part of this project I have with my daughter now, the main circuit thing. We we were talking about being on stage, all three of us again, playing together. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, do you just have the two kids? Yeah. Uh, as I know of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, <I've> been, <laughs> you know, I've been touring since 86, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's it's only those two. I don't know or don't have any other than those two. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, but they are, you know, they are getting old, man, or me are getting old, I don't know. Well, we're, because, all, we're uh, all getting old. That's yeah, I know you just had your birthday, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, man. Well, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more talking about age, man. Um, look, I want to listen to uh, another track here, so maybe we can. Um, we'll listen to an Arg song. This was one I liked. It was called uh, "Point of No Return." Oh yeah, that's a cool one. I actually made that song uh, long before we formed Arg. I think it's a very synth wave, synth pop song, like uh, "Yasu Don't Go" and "Depeche Mode" and stuff. I just love that stuff. Send pain. 
Right, and that was Point of No Return by Arg. Yeah. And uh, that is, of course, uh, Glenn Main's project, and I'm here with Glenn Main talking about stuff. So it's pretty cool that your your kids turned out to be uh, musical. Like, that must be fun. Yeah, that's really fun because I never pushed anything on them. But, uh, I mean, when they grew up, it, we always had a studio in the basement and a piano in the living room and guitars all over the place, you know, so it was always uh, there. So it's cool that they picked it up uh, themselves, actually. Were you always tinkering with the idea of doing solo stuff? I mean, if you have the studio, but you're just playing in other bands, like... Yeah, you know, you always want to be the rock star, you know? So <laughs> so I was uh, having a dream about uh, doing solo project, but it was never actually time for it because I've been uh, making money and, you know, had this for a living. So I had to prioritize uh, the things that made money. And uh, my solo project didn't generate any money, so I had to go for the, you know, studio sessions and everything that made money. Like when you're going around playing in different places, like when you go to other countries and stuff, like... These these are with the other bands? No, that's actually my uh, solo stuff, actually. And uh, uh, party piano bars, I just do uh, by myself. And uh, lots of the concerts with the electronic music, I also do by myself. Sometimes I bring my daughter, but uh, mostly by myself. And uh, of course, the piano bar party thing that makes the money. So, and all the electronic music is just for my uh, soul, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have time to, to enjoy yourself outside of uh, the music? Oh yeah, I have. You know that that's a good thing about uh, doing party piano bars because it's a well-paid uh, thing. So I have like the whole week uh, off. Of course, I do events and uh, and stuff in the week as well. But uh, mostly, I have the week off. That means I can sit in my studio, make music, watch YouTube, or listen to Beyonce, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it. No, never heard of it. <laughs> do you have any other artistic? Interests you like uh, paint or no? It's just music all the time. I like to build stuff, so I, you know, build studios and build living rooms and fix floors and you know the things around the house. I really love to do. Yeah, I wish I was good at that. <laughs> I want to be better. Like you know, I watch lots of videos. Yeah. I don't know why I find it really compelling watching people who are good at fixing stuff <laughs> and building things. And yeah. anytime I ever try, I just like I fuck things up. Like the most I do is I just do a lot of gluing. Oh yeah, okay. Do a lot of hot to gluing. To <laughs> get the things back to work yeah, again. To me, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's all hot glue. That's my favorite yeah. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. No, I like carpeting and uh, and uh, make uh, things with my hands. And maybe it's because I actually got the gift. Uh, my hand was like a gift, so maybe that's why I like it. I don't know. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I would be uh, every day. I would feel very excited just to be like, "Hey, man, it's there!" Like I got a hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can wave to people. I yeah. can. Uh, yeah, I, can <laughs> I won't tell everything I can do with my hand, but it, because it was my right hand as well. So, oh, so like, are you right-handed? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm right-handed. Yeah. Wait, so did did this t- train you though to be better with your left hand as well? Uh, well, they tried for a couple of years to make my left hand like the main hand, but uh, Glenn Main. Yeah, my main hand is right hand. Yeah. <laughs> can you do that? Like, train yourself to not be the hand you are. Like. I I feel like that's sort of your instinct. Like it would be hard yeah. to 
It's hard to change that, I think. I mean, it's a part of uh, how you think and how your brain is put together, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if that's possible. I should look that up. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you, like, are, you know, are really attracted to, like, blonde ladies, I don't know, like, can you be, like, hypnotized to be, like, you will, like, only brunette ladies now? Like, I, I feel oh, like uh, if it's in your head, <laughs> you're never going to get it out. I think the, the only hypnotized thing I could do is, like, if they say, okay, you like the blonde ladies, but now you can, like, all ladies <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're guys though so that's yeah, a, I mean, it's, it's pretty guys. easy to hypnotize a guy to like some yeah. ladies yeah, yeah no problem <laughs> you know I've been uh, actually I've been a father for uh, 30 years so you know how that is it takes a lot of time and um, they grew up with me actually mainly and uh, so it, it took a lot of time to be with my kids and we've been traveling around and uh, doing lots of funny things all the things you can do when you have kids you know you can play games you can you can do all that stuff you actually really want to do when you're like 30 40 years old <laughs> so that's really yeah. cool what I like to do is uh, keep telling my son I'm busy yeah <laughs> that's my game I play with him okay. he says do you want to play and I say no I'm working <laughs> yeah I'm working it's always working <laughs> that's a little game we play okay um, Look, I want to uh, I want to listen to another song. Yeah. So this was the one from uh, an album you did called Into the Blue. Yeah. And this is a track called Funfair. Ah, cool. And it is by Glenn Main.
And that was Funfair by Glenn Maine from the album Into the Blue. And I am talking right now with uh, Mr. Glenn Maine, which uh, we've learned is an alias because it is really Henriksen. That's right. But that's okay. I mean, you were just talking about kids there and, you know, because your kids are older. See, I find, see, I'm still in the, the stages where, you know, like my son is eight, so he will be yeah. nine, I think, and I have a daughter who is uh, three. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the phase where a lot of it's uh, messy. Yeah, I know. I know how it is. What I didn't realize about becoming a parent was just uh, how much you were going to have to deal with human shit. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of shit. S- small, <laughs> small bodies full of shit you know it's It's crazy crazy. like that's a (laughs) I didn't know that was going to be like such a thing I mean I'm not even really big into toilet humor or talking about this but (laughs) it's crazy how much it just there's so much Um, and I don't know when that's I'm I'm waiting for that phase to end because I just want to be like when when does this just stop being a thing but I feel like it's not till like they're teenagers it's it's crazy I mean how can you transform a 100 uh, gram hot dog to a Two kilos of shit, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? We're gonna have to work this out with the metrics. Yeah. This is the metric system here. A lot of my listeners are yeah. from the states; they might not understand. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you were always sort of taking your uh, kids traveling with you, like on your gigs and stuff. Yeah, they've been with me lots around, so they had fun. We stayed at numerous of hotels around. Uh, we had fun, and the the good thing is that uh, my son is like six years older than. Uh, the sister so he took care of her and uh, they have been so nice to me my kids I just love my kids it's good it's good to have good kids because I uh, you know when you have some and they've got friends that come over and those friends are little pieces of shit (laughs) you really do appreciate your own kids more when they're actually good yeah of course yeah and it's always your kids that's the best kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) with all the places you've like traveled to do you have like a favorite Uh, I'm not really sure I've been so much around but uh, it's really nice to go to uh, Canary Islands because of the heat and to Thailand I love Thailand I guess it's just because I love the the climate the warm and the heat and the sun and the, I just love to be in the I don't like snow and yeah I don't like snow oh, you, should, you should come to Canada <laughs> It's great. <laughs> yeah. We're in the we're in the snow season right now. It has begun. Yeah, it started here actually as well. Like been for two weeks now. It's been snowing a lot, but it's nice though. It's it's nice to look at, but uh, it's nice to look at. That's it. <laughs> I don't like snow so much. Uh, they say that uh, all the Norwegians are born with uh, skis on their feet, but uh, I don't know. I don't think that's true. I was born with a one and a half arm and the keyboard. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was born with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... It's weird. I mean, I used to like, I think I liked winter a lot more when I was young, but now I just have no interest to play in it. No, no, no. That's the same as me. So it's just all a frustration. You were just in the Canary Islands, right? Yeah, I was there for two weeks playing, and that was really nice. I played like two hours, two, three hours uh, every week, every night, and I had the day off, uh, and I just was relaxing, sitting by the pool with my, with my laptop, making music, and uh, yeah. I had a really good time. Were you in a hotel or something? Like, what was the gig? Yeah, the gig was uh, at this uh, club, uh, and I was staying at the apartment just like... uh 400 yards away and that was uh, really nice how do you arrange this stuff 
Like, do you have a manager or like, do you just do it yourself? No, I have a manager that makes uh, my calendars full every year and that's uh, really nice. So I actually have to say no to gigs. But that's that's the piano bar party uh, stuff. And uh, I also have, uh, in my contracts, I it says that I can cancel gigs if I get uh, electronic music or synthwave kind of uh, gigs because I'm booked like uh, one and a half year ahead all the time. Is there any music you play when you're doing the piano bar stuff that you don't like? Not really. I mean, I, I love to play music uh, so I can play music. I can have this as a living. And I mean, that's, uh, I, you know, I wake up smiling go to bed smiling every day and every night so do you have a set list or do people can people come up to you and say play this song or do you have like uh, the list of things you do no there's no set list uh, people come and ask me and I and also see the audience what they what they like and what they don't like so I try to play music that the, it's, it's you know it's almost like being a DJ but uh, I play live music instead so you have to feel the feel the crowd actually so what kind of crowd goes to these sorts of things Oh, man, that's all kinds of uh, ages, and uh, but I think mainly they uh, it's around uh, thirty and and beyond. But uh, sometimes it's it's like a new generation now in the in the scene uh, in the piano bar scene as well because there are younger people. You know, we have like eighteen, twenty years old people comes to piano bars and they actually ask for the same songs that the older people ask for. So yeah, it's a it's a strange thing actually. But I guess it's like if you go to a disco or nightclubs now you can hear 80s and 90s music all the time so um, I think it's the new generation they they love what we used to listen to well that's good it's better than what they're listening to oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear it occasionally like with the music my son listens to and I think he just basically finds stuff that's like at the top of the YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. playlists and things and and uh, yeah, he listens to some annoying music and he'll play yeah. <laughs> those songs over and over and over again yeah 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 I know how, the, how it feels it's, it's cool because Actually, my daughter uh, or my, my my both my kids comes up to me sometimes when they were small and said, "Hey, listen to this cool track!" And it's like a remake of uh, some song that I liked in the eighties. So it's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, let's listen to another track. Yeah, this was one from uh, you did an album called Ripples. Yeah, and this one is called "A Drop in the Ocean" by Glenn Mayne.
And that was A Drop in the Ocean by Glenn Maine. And I am here with Glenn Maine right now. I mean, all your albums seem to have some sort of a theme yeah. running through them. So, like, where where do you come up with the, the themes for these things? I don't know. It just uh, comes to my mind, <laughs> actually. And the album, the, the song we just heard from uh, Ripples, that album, I, I got nominated for a music award in Germany. And I won the prize, actually, for that album, for the best uh, international electronic music album in Germany that year. How do you, like, submit for something like that? I'm actually signed uh, to an English record label called AD Music, and they uh, did all this stuff. Well, that's cool. Where do you put the prize? You know, I'm looking at it right now. It's on the top of my uh, iMac in my in the shelter on the top. So it's I can see it right now. It's cool. <laughs> so how often do you do you go into Germany and stuff? Like, Yeah, I play in Germany from time to time. Uh, like, uh, last year I was there, I played in uh, July, and uh, it's like um, one or twice a year, maybe. And I went to France to play. And you mentioned earlier, like, Jean-Michel Char. I did a tribute to Jean-Michel Char uh, a few years ago. And uh, I got some gigs, actually, in France because of that album. Actually, Jean-Michel Char is a part of the arrangements. So that's uh, cool. So do you do you speak any other languages? No, I speak uh, Norwegian, uh, Swedish, and uh, English, and uh, some German. Not so much German, but uh, I can make myself understood in German. You can say thanks for the award. Yeah, sehr danke für die Preise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real or you just make that up? That would have been like if I had to make up fake German, that's what I would have said. <laughs> yeah, like the like the Swedish uh, cook in the, in the, the, the Muppets. Muppet yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is he doesn't sound Swedish at all. <laughs> but it's cool. He looks Swedish though. <laughs> so what's the plan? Do you have a uh, do you have some things coming up? I mean, yeah, what's going on now yeah. with your uh, actual songwriting? Because uh, you came with an album, Back to Basics, which is, yeah. I guess, the most sort of like synth wavy yeah. of the things you've sort of released. But like, what what kind of stuff are you working on? Now I'm working on a follow up on the Back to Basics album because it's. I have to tell you, I have to admit that uh, you know that synth wave scene. I didn't know about the synth wave scene uh, before like two, three years ago. So uh, if I knew that earlier. I would guess my albums would, would be more synthwave because I just love that kind of expression. And if you hear, you know, the first album is more synthwave than all the other albums, actually. So now I'm I'm making more music uh, like the Back to Basics uh, kind of thing. But we also make this uh, main circuit with my daughter. So I make synthwave music with vocals on now. So what's the deal with that, though? Like, are you making the music and she's just doing the singing or does she do some playing as well? Like, what's the... Yeah, she she plays uh, piano or keyboards and synthesizer as well and she makes uh, some nice lyrics I think we make this uh, album together but of course I make the basics uh, in a way and then she add her stuff on top so it's cool so then how has it changed like do you have you always used the same software setup to like actually like record the tracks yeah you know from the beginning I was using uh, Atari machines making music and I went uh, over to using computers and the Macs now so I use the Cubase that's my uh, DAW. I just love Cubase. I used to be a teacher, actually, to 
teach other people about QS. So I feel I know that program very well. In what capacity were you teaching it? It was a school in Norway called the Nordhoff Institute. They teach in the music and sound production. So, and the funny thing is, uh, I don't have an education myself. But I can teach. That's funny. I teach. I was a teacher for like two years, and uh, it gave me a lot actually. And I learned uh, a lot about uh, stuff because then I actually had to read manual. I don't read manuals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> no, so that's I don't read. <laughs> that's where I, I am on read. this. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I hate manuals. I've seen to throw them away, and if I get stuck, I, I have to Google and stuff. So Google is a life changer. <laughs> yeah, I know people always used to sort of like make fun of nerds but uh man so many times i have a problem with a program or anything else and i love when i have like an error message and if i literally copy and paste it into google someone has already solved the problem yeah it's perfect yeah it's perfect i do that a lot of a lot of my time goes to to find the things that went wrong <laughs> so yeah google is perfect were you a good teacher i think so yeah i had uh, all my students were very happy and uh, i still get messages from them on facebook uh, they're showing me their last songs and add me to SoundCloud and stuff. So yeah, I think I was a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would make a good teacher. Even when I've tried, like even just to help my son with his work and stuff, yeah. I get uh, I don't have a patience for people when they don't <laughs> understand what's going on. <laughs> okay, I was teaching in the, in the music software, so that was my you know my big interest. So when when the students got stuck in things. Yeah, I always had an answer and that was really, it was a booster for me actually to be a teacher. Let's listen to another track here and then maybe we can slowly start to wind down. So we're going to work our way to Back to Basics. I've played some tracks from this album before. This was uh, one of my favorites. It's actually, I use this track in the background of the show as well. Cool. It's called Miami Night Ride and it is by Glenn Main.
And that was Glenn Maine with the track Miami Night Ride. Oh, yeah. From the album Back to Basics. This was uh, the synthwave one. This was the album that was in the uh, the Beyond Synth in the bundle, yes. And it's uh, it's a cool album. Thank you. So when you when you discovered the synthwave scene, then that sort of gave you permission to make music like this. Yeah, yeah. Because I always made music like this, actually. But always when I showed it to people, they were like, "Yeah, but it uh, it doesn't sound finished because you it's no vocals, it's just a melody, uh, blah blah blah." You know, and I was like, "Yeah, but uh, it's uh, cool." And, I, and it is. <laughs> so I, I'm so happy that I found the synthwave. And when I did, I, it was mind blowing. And I was searching the web and everything for synthwave and you know, new retrowave. And uh, I was blown away by all the great songs and all the great artists. And it's so nice now to be a part of that uh, scene. Actually, it's, uh, I love it. I mean, I grew up with this. And, and the, the, the reason why I called it Back to Basics is because it's really back to my basics, this synthwave uh, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so then what's the next one? You said you're working on like the sequel album. Like, Do you have like tracks worked out? Yeah, yeah, I have lots of tracks because when I made uh, Back to Basics, I have, you know, I was uh, overflown by ideas, so I have uh, lots of stuff on my on my Mac so I I already have almost like the album finished but I, of course I when you you know you make 10 songs and maybe two of them is okay and uh, you end up with one that's really okay so it takes time but uh, I have lots of uh, material to go through and, and also now I have my daughter singing on stuff so yeah this is a new world for me I'm so happy to be a part of it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. well that's that's awesome so like in in terms of like the the equipment you use maybe for the older albums as opposed to like back to basics did anything change yeah i use a lot of plugins now but when i do the you know the last uh, recordings i try to use uh, real synths and stuff but the good thing now is that uh, all the synth brands they started making analog synths again so now you get new synths with the old sound and I just love it. So what's your uh, your keyboard of choice then at the moment? Do you have a favorite? Oh, I have so many favorites. <laughs> but I use... Uh, actually, tomorrow I'm picking up the new Roland uh, Jupiter. So I think that's going to be my favorite keyboard for a long time. But I use the Korg Kronos. It's one uh, keyboard I, I use a lot. That's a pretty new one. But I also have all the good uh, Roland JD80s and 800s and lots of things from Roland, actually. I just love them. The Korg Kronos. Yeah. What makes that one special? Oh, that's a very good live instrument because you can, uh, yeah, you can split, you can layer, you can do uh, almost anything with it. And, it. and the thing is with the Kronos, when, when it was released, all the keyboard players bought the Kronos. So whenever I'm on tour, I can just bring my USB stick and uh, borrow someone's Kronos in the place where I'm playing. So that's really cool. Jesus, I thought my computer was expensive. Uh, I'm just looking at the Kronos now on the web. Yeah, it's pretty expensive stuff. <laughs> Is it not the cheap? <laughs> but uh, luckily for me, I don't have a, a wife or a girlfriend to explain my costs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I spend it all on myself. So I'm uh, pretty lucky. And my daughter is just happy that I buy some new stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got you. I, uh, for me, it's like my one expensive thing is my computer. Yeah. And 
it basically has to last me like 10 years like because yeah, of, you know because i use like an iMac and these things are fucking expensive and like yeah there was a point where the um the canadian dollar became like uh, a lot less than the american dollar and then all of our electronics just increased in price by a significant mm-hmm. margin yeah. and now it's like just well i can't like this this thing <laughs> it just has to last <laughs> like it has to <laughs> but i mean yeah. at some point i'm probably gonna have to switch back to pc or something because like it's expensive man i use also the iMac it's uh, crazy <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it is crazy so i don't know because i mean with, and then all the subscriptions to different things and i yeah. i, I I've noticed too. I don't know. Like, I think even the the plugins and stuff are going subscription as well, aren't they? Like, it, yeah. Is, is yeah, Cork the one that's are, doing that? No, Roland. Roland yeah, is okay. doing. They, Roland. Have, they have this uh, Roland Cloud uh, stuff. I don't like that at all because I like to buy something and then it's mine. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it'd be really annoying <laughs> yeah. if you made songs with the samples and then, like, years later, you want to go back to the song and you can't yeah. because you <laughs> because can't. you don't own the sounds, like. Yeah, it's really is. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's why I try to use the hardware stuff. And the, and actually, I have to tell a story about the Kronos or the Korg because my son, he was the sales manager for Korg in Norway. That's why I had to use the Kronos. Ah, did you get a deal? <laughs> oh, yeah. I get the father and son deal. Yeah. He said, you can just... You have the daddy deal, he said. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, I need that deal. I, I don't really make that much music, but uh, I do like fooling around with keyboards. I actually got this uh, very nice deal with uh, Roland uh, now because my son, he quit uh, at Korg because he is doing too many gigs around the world, so he had to quit. So now he's touring only. So I got this deal with uh, Roland now, actually. So I have a very nice deal with Roland. Now, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a lucky bastard, yeah, you know? Yeah, so it's wheeling really and cool. dealing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, we could probably wrap this up, but how about uh, you sent me some music today? Yeah, last minute. <laughs> so, we can, <laughs> yeah. so I thought maybe we can uh, play this song and then maybe we'll uh, we'll say goodbye here. So this was uh, yeah. one that you made with your daughter. It's a track called Mother. That's right. And let's uh, listen to it.
And that was Mother. Now, what is this by exactly? This isn't Glenn Main. This is Main Circuit. Yeah, it's Main Circuit. But you actually find the track on my Back to Basics album, but uh, in the instrumental version. But uh, the one you just heard is uh, Main Circuit. That's right. Right. And that is with uh, Glenn Main and his daughter. Yeah. Daughter Main. Her name is Daughter Main. Her name is actually Iseline Main. Iseline. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Her voice sounds so nice to this music. And the thing is that she really likes this music as well. It's not something she just does because I like it, but she really likes it. So it's cool. It's very sweet to have this family bond, you know, like uh, my son, all he wants to do is play Fortnite and I have no interest in... Oh no, I hate Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so boring, flying around and not doing nothing. Well, that's just uh, that's what the yeah. that's what the kids are yeah. doing. It's interesting because I, I come from a family where like a lot of the people have art- artistic uh, aptitudes. Like my brother was an artist, and like I make movies and and do things like that. And mm-hmm. and so I just assumed my son would, but he does nothing. Like he doesn't really like to draw or write or anything. Oh. And so I'm hoping <laughs> okay. my daughter does. Like she she seems to have more of an aptitude for it now. Like she's picking up markers and coloring and drawing and stuff. And so I'm just like, okay, oh, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully Hopefully somebody does, (laughs) but who knows? Maybe maybe they'll find it later on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he won't. I don't know. 
You never know. Yeah, it's, uh, you never know. And I'm I'm very happy that both my kids are into music, and I'm so proud of them both. So nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, man. Listen, it was nice to uh, get to know you. It was really nice to be a part of your show. I've been listening to your show for uh, yeah since I discovered Synthwave. <laughs> so I've been I've been going back to the old episodes, and it's uh, yeah I can see the development in uh, in your show as well. So it's really cool. Well, I hope there's some. I feel like every time I go oh, yeah. back and listen, I, I'm like, I've been saying the same shit for like seven years. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'll go listen to old episodes and realize, like, I'm talking to somebody and I have a thought now yeah. that I feel like is a new thought. And then, like, <laughs> someone will remind me that, like, in season two, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm like a broken record. No, you're not, but I just listened to actually episode, I think it was 33 the other day. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, I can hear that you are. Uh, more uh, self-confidence and because it was more like hello this is Andy and you're listening to you know it was yes. <laughs> now it's like wow you know so it's uh, really cool I mean your show is great and it's so nice to get to be a part of it so thank you million times well no problem man keep on making cool music I will that's the key oh yeah and uh, is there anything people need to know about uh, before we go do you want them to go to a website or something no they can just uh, google Glenn Main or go on Spotify or any preferred uh, digital store and they find Glenn Main <laughs> Perfect. So, so that yeah, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> yeah, add me on, on Spotify. Add me where everyone add me, and yeah, make it grow. I want to be big, <laughs> <laughs> so I can go around the world with my guitar and play all the music that I love, and it's simply music. Well, that's the dream. That's the dream. So I'm actually living the dream already because I travel around making music and playing music. So I'm living the dream, but of course, the big, big big one is when you can go around just play your own music and see the crowd go crazy that would be awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right man well listen you have a lovely uh, norway evening i norwegian will. norwegian evening norwegian evening with rain and storms and yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep indoors in my studio yeah. just making music and listen to the storm that's okay <laughs> all right take care man yeah <laughs> yeah you too andy All right, and that was my chat with Glenn Maine. Go check out his music. He makes cool stuff. And that is it for this episode of Beyond Synth. Uh, tune in to the next one. I'm debating whether or not to announce the change that's happening, but you may have noticed there was not a high five last week. There will be... Oh, fuck, I'll just tell you. Uh, we're canceling the high five. So we're going to do one last special high five with both Julian and Marco, and then I'm going to explain what's going to replace it. So don't be sad because what is replacing it will hopefully be a more fun and interactive thing and uh, will be an opportunity to play even more music and don't worry uh, Marco and Julian aren't going anywhere so really it's just about a numbering convention thing that I'm trying to change look we'll fucking we'll talk about this later okay uh, have a lovely week and I will talk to you next time on Beyond Synth the best synthwave chat show there is what? Someone's mess sending me messages. What <laughs> what great timing. Okay, bye. Thanks for
If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.